0: Is there reason to suddenly be concerned about Phoenix Copley? Should we be encouraged by Jonathan Quick's relief appearance? Are injuries finally starting to be a concern for the LA Kings? We'll talk about all that and more on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years for the past 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. The LA Kings were back in action last night, hosting the Dallas Stars in their final home game before heading out on a six-game, 12-day road trip. The Kings had four days off before taking the ice last night, and maybe that was a factor in their performance. More on that in a moment. As for the lineup for the LA Kings in their game against the Stars, uh, remember in their last game against New Jersey, late in the game, Kevin Fiala was moved up to the top line. Quinton Byfield was moved down to the third line. That would continue... Uh, to start in this game against the Dallas Stars. Also, Jarrett Anderson-Dolan was moved up from the fourth line to the third line to replace the injured Gabe Velarde. And uh, recent call-up Samuel Vagimo was inserted into the fourth line to replace the injured Carl Grunstrom. No changes defensively, and Phoenix Copley was back in net for the Kings. As for the game, L.A. seemed to have some extra energy to start, um, which is what you would expect after four days off. But maybe that played a factor into the first goal. Phoenix Copley, who hadn't seen a puck, uh, a shot on him in game action in eight days, let a routine shot get by him, and that made it one nothing early. The wrist shot was from some distance. He saw it all the way. He tried to blocker it aside, and it went off his blocker and into the net. Um, you can count on one hand the number of bad goals Phoenix Copley has allowed as an L.A. King but that was one of them. Unfortunately, that was the start of a rough night for the Kings and for Copley as the Stars added two more goals in that opening period, and L.A. trailed 3-0 after one, having been outshot 12-9 in that opening period. Stars would score the only goal of the second period, making it 4-0, and that would be all for Phoenix Copley, who was pulled in favor of Jonathan Quick. Uh, We would have a scoreless third period, and the Kings would lose Four to nothing it was just the third shutout loss of the kings this season their first shutout loss at home this season uh, the last time they were shut out was that embarrassing six nothing defeat in buffalo which is right before they went on some of their best hockey of the season uh, the kings would end up actually outshooting the stars overall in this game 34 to 24 thanks to a third period in which they outshot the stars 14 to 2 but dallas was playing a defensive game and protecting the lead, and the shots never really amounted to too many great A-scoring chances for L.A. Uh, the special teams for the Kings were a wash. L.A. killed off all four Dallas power plays, but they also went 0-4 with the man advantage themselves. As for the new addition into the lineup for the L.A. Kings, Samuel Fagimo, no points in just 9 minutes and 28 seconds of ice time. This was the Kings' worst performance since the Flyers game back on New Year's Eve, in my opinion. Since then, LA, I think, has played six pretty solid games. Maybe the game against New Jersey wasn't all that great, but uh, a lot of solid performances by the LA Kings of late. And there is no shame in losing to a Dallas team that um, is very good. Uh, They are in first place right now in the Central Division, and they were highly motivated coming off of a game the night before in which they blew a big lead and lost to the San Jose Sharks. Um, that said, the Kings were also playing a team that played back-to-back games in back-to-back nights on the road and had their second goaltender in net. So not being able to score at least a goal in that situation is certainly very disappointing. All credit, by the way, to Scott Wedgwood in net for Dallas. He did play a very, very good game, uh, but still a very disappointing result for the LA Kings who were kind of never really in this one. Um, And we're going to talk about why uh, or why not. Um, But uh, yeah, LA getting ready now to play three games in four nights all on the road. So going into that situation, a disappointing defeat, maybe that will uh, motivate them, uh, spark them. Um, get them you know, motivated because of such a bad performance now going on this road trip than they would otherwise. Not sure about that. But I, I do want to get one thing off my chest. I am not buying this baloney about the team being rusty after four days off. They had four days off, not four weeks off. Uh, the Kings uh, should have been rested and energized by a, an extra couple of days off. And it wasn't like they were just sitting around eating Cheetos. They were practicing. They did have one day off where they did some community stuff at at some local rinks. But otherwise, they got some extra practice time in. Uh, They got to work on some stuff that they normally don't get to work on when they're playing games every other night. I think that should have helped them be sharper in this game, but it didn't. Um, I, I know we're looking for an explanation for this kind of a stinker of a game, but I'm not buying into the rust after four days. No, um, maybe I'll buy some of that when it comes to Phoenix Copley, and we'll get more into that in just a minute. But the Kings or any team shouldn't be rusty after four days off. I'm I'm not buying into that one. Um, I will concede that the Kings had some chances that were, it just seemed like they were a bit off. So I kind of understand maybe the narrative. The power play didn't look sharp as usual. Um, Gabe Velarde out of the lineup certainly didn't help with that. Um, The top line, though, has to be better. Andre Kopitar, Adrian Kempe, and Kevin Fiala back on that top line, they didn't really generate a lot of good scoring chances. Um, The top line needs to be better, especially if Fiala is going to be on that top line. And and I didn't think they really stood out much at all last night, not that any of the lines did, frankly. But again, your top line needs to be better in those situations. One of the big reasons for the Kings' success so far this year has been their overall health in general – and I believe that uh I believe that the Kings have only put one player on long-term injured reserve this year. That was Alex Iafalo, who has since come back and played very well. Um, yes, they've had a few players on injured reserve, which they do now. Trevor Moore is on IR, Arthur Kelly is on IR, uh, Carl Grunstrom just went on IR. Um, but but nothing really, really serious where you had some key, key players missing multiple, multiple weeks, other than than Alex Iafalo. And and to be honest, you know, no one's gonna say that he is. Um, a marquee player, an important player for sure, a great depth player. But again, the Kings have been pretty healthy. But I, I thought that last night was kind of the first night where it felt like that, that kind of depth scoring that has really helped the Kings so far this season to be uh, a good team just wasn't there. The top six was fine, but the bottom six uh, just didn't seem like it was going to provide much. Um, Blake Lazat was centering the third line with Jarrett Anderson Dolan and Quinton Byfield. The fourth line was Rasmus Kupari with Brendan Lemieux and Samuel Fogimo. And, you know, it just, those two lines didn't generate much. Um, the Kings certainly could use Trevor Moore, Arthur Kalia, and and Gabe Velarde. Um, Again, all those injuries we're told are not serious, that they, those guys should be back sometime soon. But we've been hearing that now with with Moore and with Kalia for a couple of weeks. Um, maybe they're being super cautious with these guys and getting them ready for the stretch run after the All-Star break. I hope that's the case. But like I said, one of the best assets the Kings have had this year to me is their depth, to have a guy like a Gabe Velarde or at times a Kevin Fiala uh, on that third line. Um, Alex Iafalo at times on the third line. That third line is super important for the Kings and in and, and matchup issues for other teams. And so they did not have that last night. I think that was a factor, maybe not the biggest reason, but one of the reasons why I think the Kings didn't put much up offensively and never really generated a ton of great, great scoring chances. They had their moments. They had a few power play opportunities, but just for whatever reason uh, was not there last night. And when you look at Trevor Moore, Arthur Kaliev, and Gabe Velarde, that's 33 goals and 69 points that's unavailable right now. So I do think the injury situation for the Kings right now is a little bit of a concern. Now, there's not going to be many teams out there that are going to be playing a violin for the Kings. Like I said, they have been relatively healthy for most of the year, and I think that's been a big factor in their success. But again, last night, you did feel like if the top two lines aren't going to get it done, then the the bottom six uh, aren't really going to help out in that regard. Uh, Real quick, we continue to keep an eye on Quentin Byfield to see glimpses. And I saw one last night. Now, he made a pass in the second period from the boards behind his back from the neutral zone to the Dallas blue line on the tape of Blake Lazat, who took it in the zone and then set up Jarrett Anderson Dolan for a really nice scoring chance. That is a glimpse of what I think we're looking to see from Quentin Byfield. These special plays, um, that one almost resu- re- uh, resulted in a goal, but that one was when I was like, "Whoa!" when I, when I saw that bass, I was like, wow, that was a special play. So, you know, we're looking again for glimpses from QB and I thought that was a special play. We need to see more of those and they need to result in not just a good scoring chance, but in a goal from time to time. But, you know, we're looking for signs. We're looking for things to be encouraged about. I thought that p- play in particular was was a very much above average play from a young NHL player. He did have a few scoring chances. Um did Quentin Byfield, but it seems like a lot of the times, and I get it, you want to go to the net to get rebounds and deflections, and his one goal this year did come on a deflection, but it wasn't in close. It seems like a lot, and maybe I'm just saying something that you guys have already know about, but he gets in too close, it seems like to the net sometimes, and he doesn't have any room to kind of operate to use his reach. Um, to you know, he's just so in close with his size that he can't like extend his arms and get off a shot. So I don't know. Maybe that's something that the coaches can point out. Maybe it's something he has seen uh, in in video and just hasn't been been able to kind of implement that on the ice to kind of find little spaces here and there where he's around the net, but he's got a little room to use that reach and to use his skill. A lot of times it seems like he's in so close that he's got nowhere to put the puck. Um, but uh, you know, you got to go to the net. That's where the puck's going to be. But I, I thought. A couple of encouraging moments for Quentin Byfield last night. I know we're looking for more and I know the expectations are high, but again, looking for glimpses. I, I thought that pass was uh, exceptional from Quentin Byfield. All right, we are going to get into the worst performance for Phoenix Copley as an LA King in a moment. But first, I need to let you know that this episode of Locked on LA Kings is brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat, but don't want all of the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. If you're looking for you know, a little chance to eat a little bit more healthy maybe in the new year, then try something that is delicious and good for you. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and coconut almond. And uh, They come uh, with only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein. You can order Built Bars at Built.com. And you can also get them now at your local Walmart or Sam's Club in the pharmacy section. Those are Built Bars, protein bars, It tastes like candy bars. So Phoenix Copley finally had a bad game. I think it's fair to say. Um, The first goal he allowed was just a bad goal. An average wrist shot on net. Went off Copley's blocker and in. uh, Just a bad goal any way you slice it. Um, The second goal, not completely Copley's fault. Um, Center Philip Deneau lost his stick and was without his stick for most of the play as the stars were cycling it in the zone. And he was kind of in front of the net when Tyler Sagan for Dallas got the puck in a dangerous scoring area and he couldn't defend him because he didn't have a stick and he was able to score. Um, if you saw the play, it was a interesting moment where Philip DeNoe had to make a decision and more often than not, Phil Deneau makes the right decision. And I'm not even saying in this instance, he made the wrong decision But again, no stick. He could do one of two things. He could try and block the shot, or he could get out of the way and let Phoenix Copley see it and not screen him. He decided to move out of the way. And, you know, Tyler Sagan uh, is not the player he once was, but he's still a skilled guy that can pick a spot. And he did. And he scored. And again, it's it's a tough, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, You know, if he would have stayed in there and tried to block it and he ends up screening Copley, you're saying, what are you doing? And he moves out of the way and gives him room to shoot, and you're saying, what are you doing? The, the bottom line was that was that was bad luck that Deneau lost his stick, couldn't play defense, and so I'm not putting that one uh, on Phoenix Copley at all. Um, the third goal was a shot from the top of the faceoff circle, no screen by a defenseman that is not known for scoring. That is a save that Copley has made consistently since taking over as the number one goalie. That was stoppable in my opinion. I don't know if I'd use the word soft, but definitely stoppable. Um, And the final goal was a wraparound by one of the top goal scorers in the league, Jason Robertson. Copley stopped the initial stuff in attempt, but Robertson stuck with it, put in a rebound. Um, Phoenix Copley needs some help on that one from his teammate, Sean Dersey. He's got to tie up uh, Robertson's stick, not let him get that second attempt. Uh, He wasn't able to do that. And so I'm not putting that one on Phoenix uh, as well. But I would say that two of the four goals that Phoenix Copley allowed were on him. And I get that some out there are waiting for the other shoe to drop on Phoenix Copley. I'm not, at least not yet. Uh he was due for a bad game and and unlike the team, he may have actually had a little rust. Eight days off in between starts for Phoenix Copley. Um giving up two bad goals against a very good team is not enough for me to start being concerned. Um, but if he allows, you know that to happen more often than not in the next couple of games or in his next outing, maybe that will change a little bit. We'll see. But I'm giving Phoenix Copley a pass on this one. He has been very solid, very solid for the most part uh, as an L.A. King. Like I said, he was due for a bad game, I guess. Um, And, and I'm not going to panic over this one. Uh, again, I, I know his history. I know he's never been in this position before, but I'm going to need to see a little bit more on the downside from Phoenix Copley before I start really getting concerned. Let's see if he bounces back uh, this weekend in one of the two games that the Kings will be playing. Let's get to the one thing that I think you could take away as a positive uh, in this game for the LA Kings. And that was the performance of Jonathan quick. He had to come on in in relief of Phoenix Copley in the second period. Now he didn't have to make any amazing saves on grade a chances for the Dallas stars who frankly kind of took their foot off the gas a little bit um, and tried to protect a four goal lead. Um, But look, he saw seven shots. He made seven saves. Uh, Is that performance enough to get him back on track? Probably not, but it couldn't hurt, Um, you know, baby steps right now for Jonathan quick. Um, He is going to get a start this weekend for sure. We know that I'm not sure if it's going to be Saturday in Nashville Or Sunday in Chicago, I would personally say Sunday in Chicago, but we'll see. Either way, um, hopefully, this relief appearance, seven shots, seven saves, will help him in some way, right? Um, We're looking for positive steps, and I think you'd have to chalk that up as a positive step for Jonathan Quick in uh, relief appearance against the Dallas Stars. Uh, We need to talk about what's coming up for the Kings, and we will do that in a second. But first. I want to invite you to check out Locked On NHL Prospects, your daily podcast covering the next generation of hockey superstars leading up to the NHL draft, NHL draft rankings and top prospect comparisons for every team. You can find there as well again that is Locked On NHL Prospects available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So the Kings are starting a crucial stretch of the season where they will have 12 of their next 15 games on the road. Kings have been in Okay road team so far this season, uh, 11, 7, and 4. Not bad. Um, not as good as some of the other teams in the division, frankly, but uh, at least you know a winning record and, and again, not bad. Um, L.A. is going to start uh, the road trip uh, in third place in the Pacific Division right now are the Kings. They're just one point up on Edmonton who have won five in a row, so Kings are feeling a little bit of heat coming from behind them uh, in the Oilers who are finally starting to get things going, at least for now. So these are very important games, obviously, for the Kings, and a lot of them are going to be away from home, as I mentioned. The Kings will play back-to-back games this Saturday and Sunday and then have Monday off before they play on a Tuesday. So three games and four games on the road for the Kings, obviously, including some travel. Um, So maybe they'll hopefully use this four days off that they had to help them in that regard. On Saturday, the Kings are in Nashville, take on the Predators for the second time this season, second and final time. Of the season, Um, L.A. posted a thrilling come-from-behind shootout win in Nashville back on October 18th in their first meeting. Um, Again, this is the final meeting of the season between those two teams. Sunday, the Kings will be in Chicago for the last of three meetings against the Blackhawks. L.A. lost in Chicago on November 3rd, 2-1 in overtime, and then they beat the Hawks in L.A. on November 10th, 2-1 in overtime. Uh, On Tuesday, the Kings will be in Philadelphia to face the Flyers. So, again, back-to-back games this weekend. Obviously, we will see Phoenix Copley and Jonathan Quigg both in action over the weekend. Uh, L.A. facing a couple of teams that are, frankly, beatable. Uh, The Predators have been on the outside of the playoff chase for most of the season. They're not completely out of it. They're still kind of in the hunt, but they've been very inconsistent this year. And right now, they're not in a playoff position uh, in the Western Conference. And the Blackhawks have been one of the worst teams in the NHL all season long. So, a good chance for the Kings to bounce back from the game against Dallas and hopefully pick up uh, four points going forward. We'll wait to get into the Philadelphia game until next week's shows, but the Flyers are not playing very well either. So at least to start off the road trip for the Kings, um, they're not exactly facing uh, a murderer's row of opponents. So uh, hopefully the Kings can bounce back from a subpar performance against Dallas, start off this road trip on the right way. And uh, again, we see Phoenix Copley and Jonathan Quick both putting up solid performances in net. Uh, this weekend. That's what we're hoping for to talk about on uh, next Monday's show. Speaking of next Monday's show, obviously we're going to have a full recap of both of the games and any news that comes from the weekend involving the LA Kings. Hopefully we we can see a couple of their players get back on the ice sometime soon. And and again, we're going to focus a lot on how Phoenix Copley bounces back and if Jonathan Quick can continue some of that momentum he got from his relief appearance against the stars. If you have any questions or comments about this show, about anything going on with the LA Kings, we always encourage your emails sent to locked on Eddie at gmail.com. E D D I E locked on Eddie at gmail.com. We would like you to follow the show on Twitter. If you're on Twitter, we are at locked on LA Kings. And there's also an Instagram page, which I am still trying to remember to do stuff with, but it's at locked on LA Kings as well thanks for making locked on la kings your first listen today for your second listen I want to invite you to check out locked on sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights that only locked on can provide that is locked on sports today available on the odyssey app youtube and wherever you get your podcasts i am eddie garcia thank you for listening and watching to locked on la king's have a great weekend. Hopefully we'll be talking about some success with the Kings coming up on Monday show. And as always, go Kings, go.